Welcome in everybody to the very first episode of the Howling at the Hoop podcast, your everything Minnesota Timberwolves basketball podcast. I'm your host, Adam Berg, and I will be bringing you all the latest news and updates on your favorite basketball team. Now, today is Monday, January 10th, and it is after Timberwolves game day. We ended up beating the Houston Rockets last night, 141 to 123 in Houston. It was a great offensive output by the Timberwolves, and Houston was just outmatched the entire way. You could tell that the Wolves were a better basketball team, and we we uh, our record and our roster construction shows that. Going in, we were heavily favored, even though we we're in Houston, and you just um, you just can't lose these games. And Minnesota Timberwolves teams in the past have lost these games, the ones you're supposed to win. And it, it's always been so frustrating. So to see us putting together this four-game win streak against teams that are subpar is great to see. I think this team is really coming together, uh, offensively especially. Defense has been there the entire season. But offensively, if that comes around and our defense stays the same, I mean, we're going to be scary. Nobody's going to want to play us. So Carl Anthony Towns last night had a 40-piece with nine rebounds and seven assists. It was a very good all-around game from Carl. He didn't force too many things. He had one bad pass. It was one of those Carl throws over the head that went out of bounds on a guy cutting. But all in all, on the game, he was plus 27, very efficient. Um, he did what he was supposed to do with the smaller players guarding him. Houston is not a very big team. And just like the last two games against the Thunder, the Thunder are not a very big team either. And Carl should be able to absolutely eat in those matchups. And and he did. The only thing is that in the Thunder games, he'd be getting too many of these offensive fouls. And as you are a Timberwolves fan, you know this. Carl Anthony Towns just does not know what he's doing sometimes with that off arm, especially when he drives to the rim. Especially when he drives to the rim. He will wrap that arm around and and then he gets mad over the them the the referees calling it an offensive foul, but sometimes he just doesn't understand that. I don't know if he just doesn't watch enough film on what he's doing or if Finch doesn't get on him enough. But I know Jim Peter Jim Pete gets on him enough on if you're watching the games on TV, you know what I'm talking about. Anyways, plus twenty seven for him. Uh great game for D'Angelo Russell too. He is starting to finally find a groove is what a reporter asked him yesterday. He said, are you finally starting to find your groove? Uh, he said he thinks so. He said that earlier in the season, he was maybe trying to force too many things, trying to do too much, which is understandable. But with the team that we have around him, and he, sh- he shouldn't have to be forcing things that uh, – he doesn't have to be forcing things. His no-look passes. Now, if you watched the game last night, you especially know what I'm talking about – especially rolling off the pick and roll with Jared Vanderbilt, who we'll get to in a little bit. D'Angelo Russell's no-look passes have been absolutely unbelievable this year. It's been it's been fun to watch, especially on the pick and roll. He does the thing where he'll, he'll, he'll pick up his dribble, but while he's picking up his dribble, he looks one way and you know, and the defender always bites, always bites, and he flicks it the other way. It's just, it's fun to watch. Um, Anthony Edwards this game was plus 22. And if you were watching this game, you would go, how is Anthony Edwards plus 22? And he still had 19 points and six assists, and it didn't feel like that. He took sort of a backseat in this game and just in just his moment, he just took over his moments. 
He, he let the game come to him. He had a couple finishes at the rim that were just phenomenal. The one Houdini finish was crazy. And he doesn't get enough foul calls. He truly does not get enough foul calls. I know it's only his second year and he's not going to start getting the star treatment, so people say. But as soon as he starts getting some of these foul calls, like I said on uh, Twitter yesterday, he, he could be averaging, right now he's averaging over 22 points a game. He could be averaging over 28 easily if you send him to the line. And he's not a bad free throw shooter. He's not a liability at the line. So uh, next, Jared Vanderbilt, career night. 21 points, 19 rebounds, both career highs. You know, things might just be starting to come together for Jared Vanderbilt, and he's been one of the most fun players to watch on the entire team the entire season. And it feels like the only ones who appreciate him around the NBA right now are Timberwolves fans, and it's very frustrating. He deserves some respect. Okay, well, what what I was getting into there, sorry, the mic cut out. Teams are really going to have to start giving Jared Vanderbilt respect, especially the way that he finishes at the rim. And he's finally starting to get more things in his bag with his little left jump hook, especially off of rebounds. And he's just fun to watch. He's just fun to watch. You always got to put a body on him. The The comparisons to Dennis Rodman are always there. It's the first player that that comes to mind when you when you watch him play. Just, just the way that he can grab rebounds from anywhere in any angle on the field and tip the ball to himself is just very impressive. It honestly is very impressive. And with the big thing last night for the Timberwolves was those four players, right? And you can finally start to see Chris Finch's offense coming along. Now, I wanted to let you guys know this because I want you to watch this. It's a little lengthy. There's a 52-minute long video. I looked it back up again because I watched it last year. When Chris Finch got fired, started to look up things on this guy, right? And he has this whole offensive scheme in one 52-minute long video on YouTube. It's when he was an assistant coach of the Denver Nuggets, and it was at a clinic. And it just runs through everything and shows you the ins and outs. And it is so, such a good offense. It's very interesting, too. He he, he runs a very hands-off approach. Hands-off approach, but you have a, a, base, a base setup, and then you let your players play in the setup to all their strengths. And I think it's wonderful, and he does a great job of bringing that to Minnesota. Um, next, Patrick Beverly was out for this game. Obviously, it's the second game, second straight game that he's missed. I don't know if they're just being a little more precautionary because we beat the Thunder the last game and thought we had a very good ch- shot at winning this one. But we just slide McDaniels into the starting lineup at the three because now Vanderbilt's a starter at the four and then Ant at the two and D'Lo at the one. It works very well. I think that's our best starting five with Patrick Beverly out. I don't think Malik Beasley should be in the starting lineup with Patrick Beverly out because we already have so much shooting on the floor at that point with with our big three that it, that doesn't need to happen. Now, Malik in this game was not horrible. Listen, we've been raving on him all season that he needs to do more. He needs to do better. He needs to shoot more efficiently. But this game, he was not horrible. Listen, he was plus zero on the floor. 20 minutes, 13 points, 4 for 10 from... Uh, Four for ten from the field, three for seven outside the arc. That's just that's honestly a better than expected Malik Beasley game at this point. Hopefully he can build off of this. And next guy right behind him, listen, is Jalen Noel. This guy's coming around. Jalen Noel is 18 minutes last night. He was plus 11. 11 points, five rebounds, five assists, three steals. 
he's just been eating and eating away at Malik Beasley's minutes. You can already see last last night it was just a two minute difference, and it's just going to continue to be that way. It's going to continue to grow until Noel is finally getting more minutes than Beasley because I don't know the last like week or so Malik has been just unwatchable, almost unplayable with with what we're with what we're paying him and the one job we ask him to do because he doesn't bring much else to the table and I know he's tried but it's just he he's just not that player hopefully he starts to find a rhythm here uh hopefully the guys in the locker room are still giving him confidence giving him the right to shoot wanting him to shoot when he's open just not forcing shots is his biggest thing he forces too many shots now Houston had 12 turnovers last night and that gives Minnesota like 30 something games with 10 plus forced turnovers and that's the most in the NBA right now by a by a wide margin I believe um Houston's not a very big team like I went over it's one of the reasons why they cannot hang with Carl Anthony Towns but yeah this was a great all-around win for the Timberwolves we did end up giving up 123 because our defense got sloppy at the end of the game we knew that we had it pretty much wrapped up and we we honestly had to give we had to get Carl Anthony Towns back on the floor in the, about halfway through the fourth quarter, and Finch did not want to do that. He did not have to do that in the Thunder game. So that was a little disappointing, but at least it, it, it gave Carl a chance to get his 40, which he did. Now, we just got to come out with more energy last game and not uh, not build up what we had going in that fourth quarter energy-wise because it was not there until we put the starters back out on the floor. But yeah, four-game winning streak, back to 500 at 20-20. and 20. We are the eighth seed in the Western Conference right now. Now, this is a playoff team. We're two games back of the five seed, you guys. We are a playoff team, not just a play-in team. This team at its best is a playoff team. We can get that five or six seed. I firmly believe that. These teams right now that are right around us for the play-in and then the five and six seed, um, we've shown that we can play with all these teams. We've we've played all of those teams and I'm, I, if I'm not mistaken, I think we beat them all. You know, this is very, this is very winnable for Minnesota to get one of these five or six seeds, get into the playoffs, and not have to play the plan. But and if this team is starting to turn around right now, I mean, it's been a very up and down season, very up and down season. You know, we're either on fire or we're ice cold, and we got to just find that middle ground to where we don't have such high highs and such low lows. And once we figure that out. And yes, we are still a young team other than a few guys, but we we are good enough to do this, and we, we should hold ourselves to that high of a standard this year. All right. So that wraps up the Houston game. Great job by Minnesota. Now we got the Pelicans on Tuesday. The Pelicans are 14-26 and 26 on the season. Their season is not going the way that they have hoped. Zion has obviously not played yet. Brandon Ingram is still doing his thing and is always a threat. I think the la- I mean we split with the Pelicans earlier this year. I think the last time he we played him, he torched us. Uh, gotta always gotta always put a body on him. I don't know if we're gonna put Vanderbilt on him and give that a shot, or I mean if Patrick Beverly doesn't play, I think obviously McDaniel's would get him at the three there. But yeah, another very winnable game for the Timberwolves. Now we can't go in there and look over these guys. It's been a it's been a road trip. It's the last game on a road trip. I believe we go back home after this. We just we, we gotta keep our foot on the gas, gotta beat the teams we should beat. And I, I honestly think we will. I honestly think we will. The Pelicans are a bigger basketball team. 
which means inside Carl Anthony Towns is actually going to get a big to defend him, Valanchunas, and he's also going to have to defend a, a big again in in Valanchunas, and also Jackson Hayes coming off the bench. He's he's also a big fella, so that'll be interesting. Now, where where the Pelicans lack is their guard play, and I think D'Angelo Russell and Anthony Edwards should eat in this game. I'm thinking I'm thinking a big Anthony Edwards game here. That's that's going to be my call. Big Anthony Edwards game. Speaking of Anthony Edwards, we're going to wrap this show up today by talking about all-star voting. Listen, Anthony Edwards right now was 10th in the first uh in the first voting in the first fan voting come out and Andrew Wiggins is just miles miles ahead of him in in the voting and it should not be that way. So as Timberwolves fans, we got to put it on our back to get Anthony Edwards in this All-Star game because if Wiggins makes it and Anthony Edwards doesn't, that's just got to itch at you a little bit because Ant is playing better. He is the better basketball player. Obviously, Wiggins is playing in a bigger market. Golden State fans always vote very, very well and get their guys in the All-Star game. But I don't know. It should just itch you a little bit because it does me. All right. Well, that is it for the very first episode of this podcast. Thank you for listening. Leave a review. Um, go on Twitter, follow me. I'll have all my updates for the podcast and live tweets also on the Timberwolves whenever I get news and updates at the Howl B-Ball on Twitter. And we will catch you guys the next time. I believe I will have my next podcast then after Wolves game day Tuesday. So sometime Wednesday, expect another podcast. Thank you guys for listening and we will catch you next time.